Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shank needs to be in perfect the the premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers. Premiers. The 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast Eagles. G'day, everybody. Welcome to the Big Footy Eagles podcast for West Coast Eagles, 5 goals, 8, 38, were defeated by Melbourne. 16 goals, 16, 112. Miguel, it was our lowest score in WA ever. I don't think we expected too much out of this one with Melbourne being how they are, West Coast being how they are. Is this another one like the Brisbane game where we got thumped and still somehow come away with some positives to pick out from it? A little bit, yeah. Um, I thought the effort was right up. Um, and some of the stats bore that out. I think the um, uh, contested possessions and um, uh, tackles and all that were right up, um, and just the effort seemed really good throughout the, the four quarters, really. Um, maybe not... Well, the first quarter was down a bit. We let Melbourne sort of walk through and score a bit. We scored the first goal, Miguel, so... Yeah, down. we did, and then um don't think we scored another one for the half, did we, or...? No, we were on nine points at halftime, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a bit of a familiar story. We did seem to match it at times with Melbourne around the ground, but we just couldn't get any sort of any fluidity um, moving forward. And I think I said on the board it was pretty obvious that Melbourne were playing uh, 21 of their premiership side, plus probably, I think, a couple of emergencies out of that side. Um, yeah. And just showed they you know, they knew where each other was going to be any time. You know, if they wanted to do a flick out, sort of no look flick pass out the back. Um, you know, they knew that someone would be there if they wanted to do the quick kick around the body. They knew you know where to put it so that someone would be there. Um, yeah, you say they had more synergy than we did, Miguel. Uh, definitely more synergy. A dollar yeah. in the jar. Um, there you go. Yeah, and going the other way. You know, we had guys going for the ball at the same time. We had you know people passing to no one and. Yeah, it's just, you know, you don't want to use the 43 players in a year as an excuse, but um, it's it's just the facts of it. We've used, um, I was looking this up during the week, I think we've used 43 players and the next most is 36. We've got one guy who's played every game, which is Patrick Nash, who only came on in the last minute. Yeah. Um, and no, next lowest is something like six or seven. Uh, so, yeah, we've just... I don't know what the underlying issues are behind it, and we probably don't want to go into that because we've only got an hour. But um, <laughs> it's yeah, it, it, it's just where we are with you know, players who aren't used to playing with each other. With each other, we had um, a couple of guys who got signed. You know, Nash got signed uh, the week before uh, round one. Dixon got signed a couple of weeks before that, and um, yeah, you know, Greg Clark's only just come on the list. Connor West's only just come on the list, and. Um, yeah, we're just a long way behind where Melbourne are as a team. So, um, yeah, having said all that, I thought the effort was good. Um, there was a bit to like out of the game, but, yeah, we just couldn't get any sort of momentum going forward. Um, the forward line didn't function particularly well, even when we did go in there. And, yeah, we uh, we got hurt um, going the other way. So, <laughs> scoreboard probably reflected that, but um, the, the line was, I think, about where it ended up. So probably a, fl- a fair reflection of the gap between the sides. Jump in the comments, everyone. It's um, absolutely dead in there. There we go, Migs. What about that? Yeah. Was that all that? muted? Yeah. Who's to say? Who's to say? There we go. Sorry. June's jumping yeah, in sorry, the comments. Sorry, June, saying... you. It was him. <laughs> it might have been me. me. That's the synergy we're looking for. I think I was yeah. on mute for half that time and internet problems for the other half. Fucking beautiful. Been, I didn't hear anything after I stopped rambling. 
Ah, well, that's probably for the best anyway. What I was saying, Migs, in short is that's probably a reflection of where we're at. We've had five weeks in a row of 10-plus goals. Uh, our best, if you want to call them that, games in that stretch are the most recent two, but that's 75 and a 74-point margin. Mm. Against we're probably stri- the two grand final sides. Yeah, and that's maybe why it's heartening in a way, but other half is they're probably in cruise control for a fair portion of it. That's true. We talk about, we've talked all season and the games have followed such a similar pattern in terms of, you know, we've used X number of players, we've got X number of injuries, changes, COVID, all that sort of stuff. I don't have much energy, I suppose, anymore to entertain that from a... It is what it is. We know what it is. We talked about it last week in terms of you can't get better if you've got 15 blokes on the park in training in the week. You're just not going to click. And I know we're rambling on about synergy, but you're not going to build up any sort of continuity or, or sort of flow within the team. That said, the performances have still been absolutely not good enough. So where do you find the balance? It's the same chat mix we've been having for six odd weeks. I'll tell you something that I did like that was different or, you know, unique or just certainly something to watch. You pay your money, you want to see a bit of a show. Connor West put on a show for me on the weekend. Like that it, skill level is what it is with Connor West. There's probably a good reason he wasn't in the AFL system before. But for a bloke, Migs, that we got for nothing, 29 touches, seven tackles, goes inside 58 times, which is just insane. Yeah, there's a little bit of just bang it long and get it in there to it. But he's good on the move. He's got the hair. He takes the game on. He lays a tackle. He cuts through a few blows. It's great. Great stuff. Yeah, he had a um, he had a lot of confidence. I think he, he really enjoyed the um, uh, enjoyed the responsibility that you know, came with being you know, one of the probably one of the starting mids. Um, Kelly was all right, a little bit quiet. Redden, I don't know if Redden was doing a job or something, but he was a bit quiet. So yeah, we, um, Connor West just took the game on and it really gave the crowd something to um, to be excited about. I'm trying to find where where okay. I tell you what. 35 inside 50s. You're not going to win too many games of footy like that. And Connor West's had eight of them. So that's that's not bad at all. Uh, Jamison was another one that, you know, that's two weeks in a row. I've been pleasantly surprised by him. I don't think it was as good as that Brisbane game, but matched up against Gorn. He put himself about a bit. We talked last week, Migs. It was probably a good opportunity for him and Bailey Williams, just saying, follow him around, see what happens, you know, see where he goes, see how he makes himself dangerous. Jamison again. Stick with him. I was out on him, and I'm not sure that I'm still back in on him yet. I, I don't know where his contract status is going to go going forward, but that's another one, Migs. You know, have, have another look at him. Yep. Um, creeping dangerously close into buy the hell sell territory. But, yeah, impressed with him. Impressed with um, Bailey Williams as well. Thought he, he did a right around the ground. They both got pantsed in the hitouts, but you probably expect that. Bailey Williams gave him absolutely no chance to kick that goal. Oh, um, far out. I made such a dick of myself with that <laughs> when he <laughs> when he marked it because I'd just been talking in five minutes before about like, far out, he just he can never find the footy, you know. And uh, when he marked it, I thought, okay, that was nice. I think the passage of play to get it to him was good as well. And yeah. I was there with my dad and I turned to my old man and just said like, what's even the <laughs> point of him even attempting this shot? Like, good on him, but yeah. what's the point? And he's just inside out, beautiful stuff. Yeah. More fashion critique in the uh, chat here, which is becoming an unwanted recurring theme. We, yeah. we will get into Stop buy, sell, hold. In, hey? Stop objectifying us. I know. We're just... We're here for our minds, not for our fashion sense. Can't you take on our great insights when we're not, of course, muted? Uh, I'm trying to... Yeah, we'll get into buy, sell, hold in a minute. I mean, I'm trying to look around and see other things to take from the game, I suppose. Melbourne on the spread just killed us, but what else is new with the Eagles? Even when we weren't yeah. this poor, you know, turnovers really do gut us. Foley, I'm really disappointed about the concussion, obviously, from a health point of view in general, but he's I really liked his game. I thought he was yeah. doing some pretty aggressive stuff with the footy, and we've seen that in flashes before. So it's just that it's this sort of year, but this is going to be the stuff we're going to have to pick out going forward. Yeah, Foley drafted as a wingman, um, sort of had found a role for himself down back, and then um, they played him on the wing almost out of necessity on the weekend. And yeah, maybe he was a wingman after all. And um yeah, then got um, yeah, you know, buried inside up. defensive uh, inside forward fifty. So, um, yeah. <laughs> John in the chat. So John, we hit, yeah, we had our some own late train problems, and uh, yeah. that so was what me happened. On the, what happened with that? 
without getting too far into it, there was obviously a pretty serious situation at one of the stations. It might have been Perth, I'm not sure. But for the line that I was on, once we arrived at Perth, they said, basically, get off and we're not running the train to the station, uh, to the to stadium. The other lines, I think, were stopped earlier. There was talk of power failures and all this sort of stuff. But basically, as it played out for me, was I would have been about 30-odd, 40 minutes early if I had just carried on with the train. Yeah. And as it was, I got off the station at Perth, a uh, thousand or however many other people are standing around waiting for a handful of buses and this sort of stuff. So I just walked, um, got an Uber for the last sort of 10 minutes of the trip. Uh, and I got there just in time to see the Eagles in front. And then oh. Melbourne kicked six straight goals after I got there. And somebody on Big Footy said it was my fault. So that's fair. <laughs> Cop that. Yeah. Um, but look, the crowd, we can talk about that now, actually, because it's a good, uh, it's a good jumping off point in a way, for lack of a better word. The the people are voting with their feet now. You know, I understand there was the train situation, but weather was so-so Sunday, not the latest Sunday Arvo we've ever had. What was it, 27,000, something like that? Yeah. That's wonder how people... many sort of gave up. Um, Which is fair because it was a... Saying like I said, are. I was there to be... I was going to be there early and I was looking around thinking, fuck, I don't know that I can be bothered with carrying on with yeah. this. So... You know, people would have turned around, but how many people is that? Is it is it three thousand people? Is it five thousand yeah. people? Because we're still only scratching thirty thousand if we do that. Yeah, so it was a re- um, really disappointing crowd, but probably to be expected, I suppose. First versus last, and yeah, if you uh, if you weren't a Melbourne fan, there probably wasn't a huge amount to um, to turn up for, and it is this run of um, losses. And well, is it four or five sixty point losses plus in a five. row now? Five, yep, five. and that's. Uh, putting us with basically you know, Fitzroy in their death throes and um, Gold Coast and GWS in their first seasons, the only yeah. other teams that have had a run that bad. So, um, yeah, they are really um, you know, testing our... Yeah, you can tell the club's worried about it as well with all the noise coming out about, you know, please come, please don't jump off us. But Please come to the game and they've got, you yeah. know, all the feel-good... Not feel-good stories, but they're... They're trying to address that they know that it's all happening. You know, they've got Woosher coming down to the club and a few of the mm-hmm. old boys. Just little feel-good things. Just get them out in the media. Um, the crowd numbers are going to turn. Interestingly enough, Migs, I've flip-flopped back and forth so much on whether I care about all the reasons slash excuses or whether it's just excuses and I don't want to be drawn on them, whatever. But when you see that comparison to a club that's about to be wrapped up and two clubs that are just teenagers starting out in expansion territory it makes you realize like we are awful and our own yeah. we've contributed to this absolutely we you can't deny that we have you, you're not this bad without some sort of you know mistake or oversight or error in your prep but it does make you realize like jesus christ we're awful and i'll cop that but something else has to be going on here for us to be truly this awful because there's been some shit teams in footy some really yeah. bad teams in footy even recently there have been some teams that have deliberately been trying to lose games that do not get yeah. to these depths. So, no. I don't know. It's it's a poor company to keep. And it's not just, uh, you know, all the focus is on the AFL side, but it's not just that. You know, the Waffle side is dead last as well. And obviously, there's a bit of crossover with uh, the issues that both of those have. But the AFLW side finished last. Mm. Um, say hello, the dogs just popped up in the picture there. Um, dog there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, when was the last time any Eagles side won a game? It's um, um, it's been a long time. So. Yeah, Collingwood. Um, yeah, I thought this side won one out of ten. Uh, players are jumping off there. Um, you know, the Irish, you know, the Irish sisters that we recruited are asking for trades. Um, Michaela Bowen, who's who was our mm. first signings, asking for a trade. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, uh, yeah, it's all pretty grim. Someone's asked in the comments there, is it time for Nisbet to step down? I mean, there's, um, yeah, I, he's probably between a rock and a hard place, I think, because he'll be, you know, there'll be part of him wanting to, you know, st- um, stay on and see the club through this difficult period. Uh, but, yeah, I suppose there's a question whether he's uh, going to be part of the solution or whether he's um, too much of the problem. It's, yeah, it's, I'm sure everybody's got their pride and wants to be the one to solve it as well. But one of the criticisms of the Eagles, and it's a very fair enough criticism, is that there's a lot of lifers there. People who've been there since inception, people who've been there for 
20 years, 30 years, whatever it might be. And footy is a business. I know it's different because it's sport. It's got that club element to it as well. But if we're talking in the business world, people don't last in senior positions for 30 years all that often. That's very, you know. uh, And And a lot of the time it's not permitted. A lot of the time. No. Well, with our chairman, there's there's a max contract. Um, yeah, so I understand he's been in different roles throughout that time, but it's just the thing that you see people that have been there for a long time. When you're winning, you can accept it. It's yet another one to chuck on this list. When you're winning, you can accept it. And when you're losing, you start to think, well, are we really at the forefront of thinking? Are we really looking forward and trying to be progressive? Because we've got the budget to do it. We've got the safety net in terms of the fans to do it. But this guy's been there since the inception of the club. This guy's been there. This guy's in the strength and conditioning team. Allegedly, I don't know if this one's true, but allegedly there's S&C members that have been there since the inception, which makes me think maybe we're not doing all we can in the off-field department as well. Um, Maddie in the chat says, it's an honour to support a club that is dead last in the AFL, AFLW and Waffle. Uh, Anyone following Migs on Twitter, you've got a beautiful little running tally, I suppose, going of... (laughs) Our club-wide percentage for the year. Yeah, club-wide percentage, well, club-wide wins for the year at two out of 23 or something. And the percentage, when I started following it, it was sort of just a nudge above 50 overall. And um, now it's um, well below 50. It's 46 or something. And, you know, every one of those sides uh, has been um, getting routinely thrashed of late. So, yeah, pretty ugly. Uh, I'll, I'll pull the Melbourne scoreline off the off the banner there because we've sort of moved away from the Melbourne game, but <laughs> <laughs> lifetime SNC stuff still using leeches to treat injuries, says Paul. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me because they just keep bobbing up. We had 17 names on the injury list, which in a perverse way, Migs was an improvement because they actually told us about some of the injured players yeah. this week. Um, let's, I suppose, move into a little bit of news and just it is general broader club discussion as well. Uh, the first piece of news that we'll touch on is the Indigenous jumper, and great design. Not knocking it, great design. If I'm if I'm being, uh, I, I'd be a hypocrite if I said I didn't like it because I actually bought one. But that said, they're recycling it. One of a handful of clubs to recycle it. I think there's only there's only one the, other. I think it was the Bulldogs or something, was it? I, yeah. So I heard there was two, but then the paper ran three. So let's call oh, it okay. three for safety's sake. There's three clubs that have recycled a jumper. It's a good design. I get it. I like it. But once again, it's one of those things where you go, all right, maybe the jumper provider couldn't turn it around because Castore have been shit for us. That's another thing that gets people yeah. frustrated. Is why can't our jumper provider provide our jumpers? Mm-hmm. So, you know, then you've got the pride jumper issue of them saying, we're not doing a pride jumper. We want to focus on the indigenous jumper. I know they did a unique one for the women's for the first time, but now they've turned around and recycled the men's one. So, Rocking a hard place, maybe, Migs, but it's just another thing that when you're not doing too well, it all sort of builds up. Yeah, it just gives um, people like me another um, thing to add to the list that we've on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> um, another thing to complain about. Yeah, the, the, between a rock and a hard place and that Castor deal is, um, is going to be a... Um, it's going to go down, I think, as an absolute shocker, and that's... Mm probably one of the drivers for not doing a new one is that there would have been no guarantee that it would actually um, would be produced by this week. And uh, that would have looked even worse, I think, if they'd tried to produce Announced one. and one uh, not. Yeah, yeah and, then not, and then had to run out in the wings because they didn't have it ready. Um, You've so, made a good point, though. If they're using last year's player issues, does that mean that we've got to hope everyone fits into the old, you know? Yeah. Does Hugh Dixon fit into Archie's jumper from last yeah. year and this sort of stuff? Yeah, and Rhett Bazo, Rhett Bazo might be playing, so he's going to fit into little Braden Ainsworth's jumper. That'll be interesting. Um, Jesus Christ. No, I, I think I did see that there was one thing different. Um, Oak as the jumper expert. He'll know that the logo is a different colour or something. So Apparently so, there was, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's, there's one very small detail, like in that spot, the difference thing that you get in the record that, um, uh, yeah, Will uh, has basically forced them to produce a new set of jumpers, I suppose, but maybe they got that um, sorted during the preseason. Told Castor that it was uh, that Indigenous round was round two, so that they'll actually, actually be ready by round ten. Yeah. Well, we saw Nash run out in his jumper for the first time, so that's good. Finally, mm. part of the uh, part of the club as our longest 
consecutive games holder or whatever it is at the moment. Uh, he is, yeah. What have we got? We've got Crisp in the uh, – is he, he's the, not the all-time record, but Crisp for Collingwood is the current yeah. active record holder, and he's at what, like 190-something? 170 or something, yeah, something oh, like that. No. What have we got? Nation, eight, nine. nine. Beautiful. Uh, so for the yeah, eight and a half. Another one would be Migs, which is another one I saw you discussing on Twitter as well. I know the Waffle team's doing badly. I know they're largely made of top-ups. We've discussed in the past that they don't have the Waffle list on the website, which they've since rectified. They've, they've fixed that, yeah. At four some weeks point into the season or something like that. Oh, before when's game? When was the game? Because I didn't see anything about it, Migs. They didn't tweet about it beforehand or during or oh, after. No, 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 yeah. So... It's it's this other sort of stuff. So hit me up. What was that situation there? They didn't plug the game or cover it at all, but then they did do no, a little yeah. bit of a waffle afterwards. Is that right? They did it. There's a couple of things on the website, and then there was something tweeted today. Um, I think a highlights video or something, which would have been short, um, given they lost by 20 goals. But and borrowed players from the opposition. Yeah. And borrowed players from the opposition. Yeah, it's going it's going swimmingly. Um, oh, yeah, uh, just doesn't I mean I can see why they would be struggling to get any um, anyone down to the waffle games but you know just not even trying um, and it must be difficult for I mean, it's a good percentage boost for East Fremantle I suppose and they had a bit of a captive audience since there were no other games on the Saturday but um, yeah it must be difficult for them not getting any um, any away fans to come because you know, God knows who would have gone to that game no um, yeah, so it's they're just giving the um, the overall impression that they really didn't want to put aside in the waffle this year, and they were sort of forced into it by the fact that um, they didn't like the options that were put to them, and, and no one had affiliate with them, and so the the waffle child is sort of a bastard stepson at the moment, and just sort of putting it in a cupboard and trying to forget about it. Very nice, very nice. Well, moving on, then we've got the AFLW news through today. They finally got their collective bargaining agreement sorted. A significant pay rise as well across the board. Migs, 94% average increase in salary, which is really good to see. We've got season dates now as well because that was all creeping up. Sign and trade period starts 31st of May and there are a few names being floated around. Well, a couple of exits like we discussed earlier there, Migs, with, uh, you know, Neve and uh, Grace Kelly and then Michaela Bowen as well, unfortunately. Or fortunately, depending on if you read the game day threads, some people there. Uh, but a few people floated as potential incoming and also just they can start putting together the list. They can start being active. It's another expansion year, so maybe maybe the Eagles aren't going to be dead last because there'll be some expansion clubs sort of propping yeah. up the ladder, but we'll wait and see. They haven't really hit the ground running yet with the program. They haven't really figured out what they're doing yet from the outside. At least it looks that way. So, uh, you know, a, a big off-season coming up. Yeah, it's good news for the women. Um, they didn't get everything they wanted, obviously. It's still only a, a 10-round season. Um, yeah, very short turnaround before the season, um, starting, I think, in um, pre-finals bye week in the AFL, so um, not that far away. Uh, that at least give us something to follow in that week because um, that will be <laughs> absolutely dead certainly uh, the week after the AFL season finishes for us. So... Um, yeah, uh, fingers crossed that um, now that the, the, the season's been announced and um, you know, it's all systems go, that we can you know, start to recruit a list that can maybe start to move up the ladder a bit because we were pretty um, pretty bullish, I think, uh, this time uh, yeah, last day for the season. Yeah, we thought, oh, here we go, onwards and upwards. And, um, yeah, just a uh, little bit, um, I think, circumstances with the, the women's side they had you know had to go and spend five weeks off in a hub and um melbourne but even then they played better over of, there than they when they came back um, they tore up the foundations a little bit and almost tried to restart three years in which was odd and it certainly didn't work so yeah yeah there's definitely some uh some work to be done there but we'll wait and see what happens and then last bit of news migs Chesser, Campbell Chesser, or what was he called on radio this week? We called him uh, Charlie Chesser or something. No, no, no. (laughs) Somebody called him, it wasn't Nizzy, but one of the other execs called him, you know. Cameron? 
Cameron Chessa is what they called him. But anyway, Cameron Chessa, he's signed a contract. So uh, him and his brother Campbell, end of 2025. So a two-year extension. So obviously got the initial draft contract that comes with him when we pick him up. Haven't seen much from him, obviously, you know, with the injury and all. Terrible luck with that one. But he's, we hope, going to be a key cog in what the Eagles do next. So at least good to see that he's sticking around. He's not, you know, trying to get the first bus ride out of here. Yeah, he obviously doesn't have any um, hard feelings after he got um, fined for being at uh, at the hippie club with Nelson and Rotham. Um, and yeah, four years probably gives him enough time to grow into that jumper that they gave him on draft night. <laughs> Very good. But yeah, it does, I suppose it's a show of faith. There's, um, there's stories floating around this week about uh, the, the top draft picks from the year before his that are coming out of contract at the end of this year that haven't re-signed yet, a couple of the mm. Essendon guys. Um, and there's obviously all the talk about um, Jason Horn francis at North, who uh, is causing all sorts of concern by not having signed a contract inside the first 10 weeks of his career. So, um, Oh, what about uh, Dacos? Signed a contract before the draft. Signed an extension oh, before the draft. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, <laughs> he was obviously going nowhere, but North might be yeah. a little bit worried about Jason Horn francis given what they... Um, what they turned down to draft him. So um, that's all right. They gave up pick twenty. Good show of faith, Coleman uh, Jones. Be yeah, if, um, for Chesser, I suppose, being uh, an Eastern States boy um, over here, playing not not even playing, but um, hanging around a side that is uh, is getting thrashed week in week out, and uh, also hanging around the Waffle Boys are getting thrashed week in week out, and we've been through all that. But yeah, so hanging it's around a the hippie club. Yeah. Uh, uh, for to resign. Let's take things back on field then, Minx. We'll talk buy, sell, hold for the week. Uh, take this in any direction you want, as we always do. Slim pickings out of the Melbourne game in a way, but we did discuss a couple of guys that we liked earlier. So who would be your buy this week from the Eagles? Um, I thought more people would be on, and I thought, um, I thought Keys would be on, and I thought someone would have pinched Connor West, so I wasn't going to go with Connor West. Um, there you go. I thought he'd be the obvious one. Um, I was going to say Callum Jamison just because we sort of he was the obvious one last week, and then we all avoided picking him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I thought he had another good game, so probably buying a week late. But yeah, very impressed. Um, had absolutely no hopes for him at all, based on what I'd seen at Waffle level uh, and their reluctance to play him in the waffle in the ruck in the waffle. But um, yeah, he, uh, he's shown a bit. Uh, he hasn't started winning the the, uh, the hitouts yet. That'd be nice, but he's sort of doing the Tim English at the moment. He's doing quite well around the ground, even if he's uh, getting beaten in mid-outs. Don't say so that. He could, yeah, he could be our cup-price Tim English. Don't you dare say that. He's, he's already better than Tim English. Uh, look, Connor West's an easy one, so I'm going to take it. But also I will say it's the same names that we've liked. It's the guys that uh, skew you a bit younger or certainly fresh faces. Jermaine Jones starting on the half-back line, Foley starting on the wing, just little things like that. It's nice to get attached to those, I suppose. But yeah, West, we discussed him. He's got the swerve ability that we need. He seems to be a bit of an aggro prick, but not in yeah. the rub your face in the dirt sort of way. He's just going to hit you really hard and try and take you on at all opportunities. I like it. I like it. Yep. It's fun. Gives me something yep. to watch. He's Good got Colt Hero written all over him, doesn't he? Oh, the crowd were going nuts yep. for him. Absolutely nuts for him. Actually, I'll tell you another one, just as not a buy, but just deserves a little bit more props, and I was trying to defend him in the game day thread, was Jack Darling. I know that he's an idiot. You don't have to remind me that he's fucking a moron sometimes. He works his ass off, and our structure yeah. is designed, especially without Kennedy, our structure was designed to just ruin his life on the weekend, yeah. and he still just kept putting in up and back, up and back, up and back, fighting against two. There was one where, and this is one where, because he's, a bit thick, it looks really stupid, but he's gone up borderline uncontested and spoiled it over the boundary. But that yeah. was born off of three quarters of being yeah. in a two or three on one and needing to just spoil it. And yeah, yeah okay, it looks poor. He should have marked it or at least opted to try and mark yeah. it. But that that's instinct at that point because he's just yeah, working his ass he, off. He had the ghost of Stephen May or the ghost of Jake yes. or someone sort of yeah, right on his shoulder. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know that he's a buy. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, you know what, Migs, I'll call that my hold. There you go. Let's do that. Yeah. Jack Darwin okay. can be my hold. And he did get a good contested mark, finished with a goal as well. So I don't know. We're going nowhere this he's, year and he's building sort he's of got, at the wrong time for our list, but he's building. 
He's got eight or nine goals this year, and they have all come in the last quarters. Tremendous. Consistent. <laughs> yeah. So, interesting record. Um, my hold was going to be Izzy Winder, who I thought okay. was a little bit quiet. Um, but, you know, but he'll get now three games in a row to, uh, to build on AFL. He might get a little bit more sort of responsibility uh, this week in the absence of Ryan and Cripps. So, yeah, um, he's got some tricks. He's got some skills. Uh, he's got some footy sense. He just needs to, I don't know, find a way to get a little bit more involved and, yeah, maybe a bigger role this week will help him do that. Uh, I don't want to sell Liam Ryan, but he lowered his colours no. on the weekend, and to be honest, he hasn't been that good this year. The bumping has to stop. I cannot yeah. believe he only got a week for that. Like, if we're being, you know, if that yeah. was roles reversed, I would be livid that somebody only got a week for that. Yeah. AFL are taking the piss with their concussion stuff. We talked about it during the Rioli thing, but no one <laughs> oh, knows. Dear. No one knows the oh, rules. Oh, no. shit. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry for the audio listeners here. We've got a comment. If either of you say sell Ryan, you're losing me. And then uh, that's come in halfway through. If you'll (laughs) notice, I said I don't want to sell Ryan. So maybe I haven't committed to it yet. Just stop flopping. That was the week before. Stop bumping. He laid the best tackle he's laid in his life. And he had the guy dead to rights. He could have just hip and shouldered him. And then this is what kills me. The one time he has somebody dead to rights for a bump, it's a shepherd. And he doesn't do it. And Jack Darling gets destroyed one-on-one, and then you jump on Big Footy and everyone's like, oh, Jack Darling, so soft, should have just gotten on with that. Anyway, madness. Liam Ryan is not my sell on account of Paul, so I guess I'll scroll down and say I'll sell. Jesus, does it even matter? He kicked a great goal, but I really don't know what Bailey Williams is yet. Keep persisting because that's where we're at, but I'm not sure on Bailey Williams. Anyway, there you go. Migs, who's your sell? Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see um, Jamison and Williams given like a real run of it up to the bye mm. now. I'd see how that pairing goes. Um, bad luck for Luke Stavatica. and um, Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't really come up with a, a sell for this one. Um, Rotham was an unpopular character yeah, on the weekend, yeah. I can tell you that much. I, I, I think I keep having him as my sell. And, um, I know, me too. <laughs> yeah. Rotham and Nelson are the obvious ones. Um, oh, God, I don't know. Uh I don't really want to sell him, but Sam petrovsky seaton I can't work out what his role is. Right? For a guy that came over to be an inside mid, I think almost the best game he's played for us was the second half of the Richmond game when he played in defence. He didn't want to. He doesn't want to be a defender, uh, and we probably don't need him as a defender. But they don't seem to want to use him. So that's mid for me. So, is I can't expect he's saying, "Don't put me in the midfield." Obviously, it's not yeah. his call, but yeah. I guess it's how we're using him. Because you look at our centre uh, bounce attendances. Redden had 22. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Kelly, Clark, West, Redden. That was it. Yeah. Four people attended centre bounces. And then Williams, Jamison, and Hugh Dixon in the ruck. So yeah. Redden, Kelly, Clark, West were the only four midfielders that played on the weekend as far as the Eagles coaching staff are concerned. And that's yeah. very strange to me. Now, that doesn't take into account guys on the wing and you know where they move people around like that. But just put him in the middle. Yeah, and I understand getting him the ball off the halfback, but they've found something with Jones there that they like, obviously. So keep persisting there. That's fine. I like getting Jones yeah. minutes and touches. Sam Petrescu Seaton, he reads the game yeah. so so well. Just he's get got him a really nice ball. kick on him. Out of, he's, it's almost rivals Kelly. He's kicking um, out of the centre square into the forward fifty. He reads uh, so, it. Yeah. He uses it. We've done it in fits and starts already this season, and I know you know numbers were where they were, but. Four midfielders attending the centre bounce is not a good way to play football yeah. ever, let alone against one of the deepest midfields in footy. What, do you want to burn them out in five minutes and then just what? Let them, let Melbourne run haywire? Use Petresky seaton There you go. Yeah. What about a sell for the stoppage coach, for the midfield coach? Use Petresky seaton And then I think all those four guys are playing, aren't they? Gaff will spend some minutes in there. Um, yeah, I'd like CSPS in there. Shuey will obviously spend some time in there, so... Um, hopefully they spread that around a bit more this week. With no Foley, surely they have to put him on the wing at the very least. If, yeah. they, if that's what they're doing and you've got Gaff and SPS or Nash or they've used Clark on the wing before, like just get him in there. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, let's move on to the game then, Minx. It is round 10. The Eagles are going very badly. Another team that are going quite badly are the GWS Giants because you look at the ladder and they are right down the bottom. But in doing a very, very slight amount of prep for this, I'm a little bit more concerned than I was coming in because their losses are to the Swans, the Tigers, the Dockers, the Demons, the Saints, the Cats, and the Blues. That's almost your top eight right there. You know, yeah. like it, you know, what are they, two and seven? It's not great, but yeah. you look at the caliber of their games, they beat the Suns, they beat the Crows, and now they're coming into a run that looks a bit better. I wonder if GWS will bounce back. New coach, new system, new coach a much bounce, easier yeah. fixture. Yeah. I've just read Matt's comment there. He talked about SPS's misuse, and I thought he meant he misused the ball, and I thought that was cool, but he's saying... Uh, no, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry, what was your question? Yeah, GWS, um, yeah, probably a bit better than their um, uh, their position on the ladder uh, suggests. Uh, had all those, um, yeah, it's almost like the who runs the AFL fixture now? Is it still Travis Old? Let's Whoever say it is, is might as well be. Yeah, we'll blame him. He's uh, basically costly on camera in his job. So, oh, come on now. <laughs> Leon Cameron had a good shake at that, you know. Yeah, fair enough. It had a good um shot. He had a good uh yeah, drive of the Ferrari. Um Yeah, uh haven't seen too much of them to be honest, so I don't really know um what to expect from them. Um they uh they had one really good uh pick up over the over the preseason. They managed to get former first round draft pick for free off some suckers, so That'll, that'll go well for him. But uh, he's obviously had a run of good games. Is probably going to play on the weekend. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, named on the extended bench, so he's uh, he's very much a chance to uh, to have a big game against the team that didn't want him. Do you reckon they'll pick him, Jared Brander? Of course, we're talking uh, about. Do you reckon they'll pick him? I know they're not in a position. They're, yeah, they're a two-win side. They're not in a position to take the piss. But you know, <laughs> made, where we're at, they're going to pick him just to rub it in. There's, yeah. I don't know, there's, there's a couple of guys on that bench who are, I think, long shots to play. Um, there's a couple of guys that would be making their debuts. Uh, I can't remember. Weir was one. play him, aren't they? He's a good chance of at least being the sub, I reckon. Bastards. Bloody bastards. Um, <laughs> looking at that'll, their sort of breakdown, Brand, I suppose. Brandon versus Rotham, that'll confuse the hell out of um, BT if he's commentator. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see the board reaction to... Jared Brander's game. He'll kick one shitty goal out the back and we will get lit up. Uh, the high rankings for the GWS Giants, they are the number one team in football in tackles. They are the number four team in clearances. They are the number two team in hitouts. They're the number four team in handballs. They don't kick the ball. They don't mark the ball. They don't score a lot. They don't go inside 50 a lot. But in and under and doing all that dirty shit, that's at least been what they've been built on under Cameron. Now, let's see what happens with the uh, with the regime change. But Having a look at our ins and outs, Migs, you touched on it before. Gaff and Shuey in as well as Hoff. Really happy to see Hoff back. Oh, Pump minutes into him. Uh, the outs thus far, Cripps, Foley and Ryan. There's an extended bench. There's some interesting names on the extended bench. We've got Bazo and True and uh, who was the other one? Who was the other hilarious Jack, name? Jack Williams is there. Williams. Yeah. Just I mean, Jack a, Williams hasn't who? played Waffle for a couple of weeks. Um, Zane True's been struggling to run out the waffle for a couple of weeks. Bazo's, I think, played two games total and maybe three games total in the waffle. Nice. Um, so that is basically our 26 fit players have been named in that squad. Um, and yeah, Bazo and True, I think, and Jack Williams, I think you can probably put a line through. One of them will probably get a, a free trip to Sydney. Uh, mm. And. Uh, now, if worst comes to worst, we'll be doing the, the dash down to the ground in the lift with Derm. Um, to, um, to uh, yeah, uh, jump into the squad at the last minute. But, yeah, I think the, the 23 is pretty set. On paper, it looks um, pretty reasonable. But, yeah, it's just that. The <laughs> synergy. That uh, yeah. And, well, yeah, look, three changes has to be pretty close to the fewest that we've made this year. Certainly the fewest true. we've made... You know, in this run, we've been voluntarily making big changes. We've had the enforce sweeping through us. So, Shuey, Gaff, we've done it to death. Or oh, they're better on paper, and they know, you know, more senior guys or whatever. I'm excited to see Hoff. You, you, Jermaine Jones, you, Connor Wests, 
Clark, these sorts of guys, they should all be getting a good look at it. Yep. This is a winnable game, Migs. And I know we've just said that GWS probably a bit better than their record suggests, but they're figuring out a new system. They are a team, they are the definition in the AFL era of a team that looks better on paper than they are on the field. And have done pretty much their whole Consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, all right, we'll probably get killed in the ruck. And GWS seem to be pretty strong once it hits the deck. But it's very easy from the cheap seats. A switched-on coach, in my mind, sets up defensively at the midfield. You try and make it a slog. And then we move into that sort of stuff we played against Brisbane where you you know maybe push an extra number up to the contest if it takes that. Because we can't just keep copying these 10-goal losses and going, that was the best yet of the 10-goal losses. Yeah. They need to be competitive. And if you're setting a benchmark... You know, we've been saying, oh, it's more about the effort than the score. This is about the score for me this week. I want to see them have a competitive game of footy where they're actually not done at quarter time. Yeah, been nice to kick more than one goal in a half as well. Mm. That's the the issue for me, I think, is where the goal is going to come. Um, you know, the forward line has been struggling in that uh, that, that run of 60-point um, losses we've had. Mm. You know, it's been, it hasn't been, you know, 160 to 100. It's been 100 to 30. Um, 38, 30, yeah. 56, 33, 58. Drift. And then we're going in, yeah, we're going, the forward line's going in this week without Kennedy, without Cripps, without Ryan, without Rioli, mm. um, without Petricelli. So, yeah, we, we haven't been able to kick goals with a lot of those guys in the side. So, I'm struggling to work out where they come from this week. Uh, Darling won't be able to get a goal into before three quarter time. Um, <laughs> so, you're yeah, going to need a lot of bananas from Bailey Williams, I think. Yeah, I'm having a look at the goal scorers last week. Cripps will not be there. McGovern will not yeah. kick a goal. Probably Williams not. and Waterman might get one between them, but they're not going to get one each. Darling is where it rests on. I've just sung his praises for his work rate, and I will yeah. back that to the hilt. His work rate's top notch. I know it's about the ball use. I know it's about the supply. You're not going to win games getting 30-odd inside 50s, but this would be a fantastic week for Jack Darling to turn up and show something. I'm not getting carried away and saying we're going to win this game. A competitive team could very well win this game, but that's not where we're at at the moment for a number of reasons. Jesus Christ, they need to kick a score. Yeah. You know, if it is 58 to 80, fine. But if it's 58 to, a, you know, 120 again, we're, we're so far gone. And you, you look at Melbourne, you look at Brisbane, there's some good sides in there. Richmond seems to be on the up. Port Adelaide, we've played back into form. You know, Sydney was the other one, good side. GWS are not that good. They're better than two and seven, but they're not that good. Yeah, I think we might play them into form like we did against Port. Sorry to be a downer. Don't say that. Uh, Jumping in the comments here, going through a quick read. Sorry, this team of ours is not going to win. The game plan is uh, so out of date that we are pushing shit uphill with a pointy stick. Harsh but fair. Uh, I don't even know what our game plan is at the moment. Well... We've touched on this again in terms of they clearly are trying to go the corridor and go more aggressively in stints. They just can't get the footy. And if the other team, God forbid the other team kick a behind, because we're actually all right out of the middle in the scheme of things. As that game went on, and maybe it's Melbourne cruise control or whatever, but as the game went on, we started to get some clearances. You know, West was just banging it in there and Kelly started building into that game quite nicely. It's that that getting out out of defense that we're just so horrible at. Even when yeah. they mix it up, even when they do a little give and go with Hearn and just bang it up the middle or send it down to the wing. We can get it to the back flank, okay? We can't move yep. it from the back flank to the wing. That's what's killing us. It has to just be turn and go at all costs. And if you turn it over, you turn it over, which we are doing. But yep. it has right. to be that because it's better than three guys standing down the wing with their hand in the air going, mm-hmm. yeah, come on, just put it on our head. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see how many of our team get more than three tackles. Here we go in the comments. Go on then, Migs, have a guess. Last week's team, how many oh. people do you think got three or more tackles? Yeah, I was just going to look it up when I saw that comment. Um, we had 50-odd for the game, which was fairly decent for us, I think. Might have even been 60-odd. 61 uh, to 52. We actually yeah, won the yeah. tackle count. You really should be winning the tackle count if the other side's got the ball as much as Melbourne did. Um uh, I'll say eight. Eight guys would have three tackles or more. That's 20. Yeah, nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. Waterman Nelson had three each. Govan Darling had four each. 
Clark Jones Rotham five each, and then Connor West and Jack Redden seven each. So, you know, Connor we, West probably have Yeah, I mean Kelly only two, but beyond that, it's all your other midfielders that cracked in there and had the tackles, and then you know a few people here and there. It's the work rate. It's yeah. all of that sort of stuff that we've talked about. It's nice to say, but for me now is the time to go. No, I'll cop that we're going to lose the game, or that we might lose the game, or whatever it might be. But you can't have another. 10 goal, you can't have 40 points. 30 points, that's a routine loss of football. You know, teams lose by that. We can't have something that's percentage boost territory for the other team. It has to stop somewhere. And it's if if this isn't the week, I don't know when is. No. So we've got Bulldogs week after that. And then what we're heading into the bye after that, I think. So yeah, we. Yeah, and then we've got. Who do we have after We can't go into the bye 1 and 10 with a percentage of 45 or something. That'll be. Yeah. Bulldogs, Crows, then the bye, then the Cats, the Bombers, the Tigers, the Blues out of that. So Bombers are a joke, but, you know, there's some decent enough sides in that run-in. So they they need to start putting something on the board yeah. just to avoid history. Let's just avoid history for now. If we yeah. get the number one pick, that's fine. Just avoid some history. Yeah. Look uh, at what happened to Fitzroy when they were this bad. Yeah, well, there you go. Or maybe we'll be this bad again next year and we'll get a priority pick. Who's to say? Don't get me started on the uh, kangaroo situation. But, yeah, they can shunt us off to Tasmania. Uh, All right, so, Migs, we're obviously on Jared Brown to watch this weekend. We're on Jack Darling watch. We want to see SPS going in the middle. What else would you like to see out of this Giants game? Um, An Izzy Winder goal. Um, Did he kick a goal on his debut? Yeah, he kicked one on debut that um, one game that played. But, yeah, Um, for a forward, he does... uh, Need to start hitting the scoreboard. So yeah, I've been I've been buying Izzy. No, I was holding Izzy Winder this week. <laughs> I might buy him next week if he um, hits the scoreboard. Nicely done. Uh, for me, it's that centre bounce attendances. You know, oh, yeah. t- t- two and a half rucks and four midfielders. That is not a rotation. You know, we had Jermaine Jones there. We had Petrovsky Seaton there. We had guys that could have stepped in and just taken the odd one here or there. Even something weird, throw Ryan in there, throw Cripps in there, which they've done in the past. So, you know, there's there's options. Yep. We need to have more than four midfielders. You're not going to win any game of footy like that. I think we will just by nature of the team selected. You know, West, Shuey, Redden, Kelly, there's your four there before we even get into some of the other ones that took them last week. But I'd like to see a more even spread of the midfield <laughs> minutes. And uh, Jermaine Jones off the half back line, fine. He's not going to go into the middle. That's all right. Let's yep. see SPS go in there. Let's see, you know, mix it up a bit. Let's see something. Yeah. Let's not see Gaff in there, though, so much. Yeah, ideally not Gaff in the middle, but baby steps. Anyway, there you go. Uh, let's get into our tips then, Migs. I've been thumping the table saying we need to show something, so I'm going to back it in. I don't know whether I believe it or not, but I'll back it in. I'll have a look at the line in just a moment as well. But I will say the Giants are still going to win because you don't turn this around in a week. But... Let's say this is the start of the climb back. And by the by, we'll have played some competitive football and it's going to start this week. So I'll say the Giants win. I'll say the Giants are going to win by, you know, five goals, which is a marked was, improvement on where we're at. I was at. going to say 30. So there you go. You just done. screwed me. Um, Either five goals or 30 points. And uh, there you go. That, that'll be the Giants win. Uh, we're only at impressive. $7 for the win. Well, what were we last week? 17 or something like that? yeah. What is the margin? What is the line out of interest there? Uh, 38 and a half. Yeah, okay. I reckon. All right. Yeah, I reckon. We're we going to be on the, so be on the right side. Goals. I'm going to say 33 points. And uh, just like 50 to 83. On a quick tangent, Paul in the comments is allegedly, because this reads like a troll comment, but you never know with uh, with Kane Corns. Apparently, Ken Hinckley could, hope, uh, could help the West Coast Eagles, says Kane Corns. Thoughts on that, asks Paul. Uh, no. Do you, uh, do you want well, the hour-long answer or do you want the one-word <laughs> answer? No. Uh, no. I'm going to automatically disagree with anything Kane Corns says um, or Graham Corns or Chad Corns. So screw that whole family. Um, I mean, I'm surprised Hinkley... We probably saved Hinkley's job a month ago. He was gone before oh. Cameron um, I mean, he... Yeah, in the short term, I still think he's going to go. Yeah, I mean, he's been there. What he's been there a decade now without even a grand final appearance. You, you don't really last that long. Uh, and I don't know. 
someone will pick him up, but yeah, I don't think it'll be us. And I hope not. Um, so, player that I want to watch, look, Connor West, we've been hyping him up. Petreski Satan, I'll, I'll back that in. And also, you know what, Jack Darling? Kick some goals that aren't in the fourth quarter, but also yeah. for a laugh, also kick some goals in the fourth quarter. That'd be great as well. And yeah. just lead the forward line. It's been such slim pickings for him down there. They've had no chance. He's been working his ass off. You can't put it on the key forward's head in terms of the blame. But why don't we try putting the ball on his head this week, Meeks? See what happens. Maybe he'll take yeah, a grab or two. Uh, player to watch for you, and then we will uh, send it home. Uh, I'm going to say Greg Clark. He had a yep. really good debut. He's a little bit quieter um, last week, but I'll blame that on coming back from COVID. So, yeah, he'll, um, he'll have a great third game uh, and get a lot of those midfield rotations. Nicely done. G'day to Keys as well. If you're uh, if you're watching or listening to this one in the future, Keys, big fan of Greg Clark. And all the best to him on the weekend. Yeah, well, he reckons if he played, we would have won the Derby. So oh, I don't okay. know how, don't know how true that is in hindsight, but <laughs> it's what was predicted at the time. Uh, that will do it then from us, I think, this week, guys. We'll wrap things up. We've been doing one a week over the last couple of weeks in terms of the shows. We might continue that. We'll play it by ear based on what the Eagles show us because for now the recaps are all very one and the same. Yeah. Also depends Maybe. a bit on our busy social lives. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're getting pulled in a million different directions, Migs. But if the Eagles show us something this week, we might be back to two. If it's much of the same, then we'll probably see you for one show next week because it doesn't need yeah. too much of a recap, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, lost by two goals again. Well, no, not this week. No. Not this week, goddammit, Migs. No. We're going to step up. We're going to show some backbone. We're going to be yep. finally a club that's competitive and only loses by five or six goals. Yep. It's going to happen. Wisher and Darren Glass have, um, have put the word of God into them. Yep. Jared Brand is going to kick one goal three and the board is going to just light up. Beautiful stuff. All right, well, we will leave it there then, guys. Migs, thank you for jumping on the show. In the comments, thank you for all the people who've uh, had their say this week. If you're listening after the fact as well, leave a review, jump on Spotify, jump on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it and uh, share the love. Only, only good reviews. Good reviews only, please. Yes, yeah. do not leave a review. If you're going to leave a negative review, uh, just fuck off, <laughs> basically. There you go. All right, that'll do us. We'll talk to you next week, uh, hopefully twice, because it means the Eagles will have won. Bye for now. Bye.